Good morning, everybody. Um, one of our values, as has already been mentioned here this morning uh, at Skyview, is intergenerational ministry. It's one of the reasons why on a, any given Sunday, we all start together before the kids head downstairs. Now, it's a little different today because we're all up here. We're not going downstairs today. Um, we're all going to learn together. So Pastor Stu and myself are going to lead us all in a short activity to really engage uh, with the story of Palm Sunday. Now, something the Skyview kids are really good at, if you normally go downstairs, but you're sitting with grown-ups today, can you just put up your hand so I see where you're at? There we go. We got some over here. Okay, yeah, yeah, great, okay. So, something you guys are all really good at is participating. When someone asks you a question, you raise your hands, you share your thoughts. So we, the older people, are going to follow your example today and we are all gonna participate together, all right? Some of you are panicking, it's all, it's all good. It's gonna be great. Um, so this morning, or earlier this morning, Linda told Linda and um, Dwayne Johnson uh, told the story of Palm Sunday, which is a sentence I never thought I would say. Um, we're going to take a few moments to look at a couple different pictures of artists, um, painters who have recreated that story and their interpretation. And then I'll ask you a couple questions about them, all right? Just, so, just oh. before those pictures, Pastor oh, yes. Jen, I'm going to read the scripture. Oh, yeah. Would that be okay? That so would that people be great. know They know which scripture we're talking about. So we're going to pray this prayer real quick together, and then we'll hear the scripture. Let's pray. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Luke chapter 19, reading from verse 28 to 40. After he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. And when he had come near Bethpage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has been, never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt. They said, the Lord needs it. And then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the ground. And as he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven 
and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. But he answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones, a.k.a. Dwayne Johnson, would shout out the word of the Lord. All right, so we're going to look at uh, one photo first. So we've got this one. As you're looking at it, I want you to think, what do you notice? We're going to start off really simple. What do you need notice? What do you see? We've got a couple. Yes. See, look at this participation. Yeah. <laughs> we, does anyone see Jesus? <laughs> all right, so already setting the example. Way to go, kids. Um, all right, we're going to look at another photo. There's this one, and then photo two. It's this one. Does anyone notice anything? So I want you to think about it. You can maybe... All right, so we've got some noticing. All right, if you would like to share, if you are a kid or an adult, adults can share too, we're all participating together. I just want you to raise your hand. All right? All right, let's go right here. What do you, what do you notice? No, okay. Anyone else? Right here. Oh, yes. They laid carpets. They laid carpets. <laughs> yes, you're right. You can see them laying big cloths, can't you? Anyone else? How about right over here? Callum had something to share. Oh, can you say that again, Callum? Um, I see that the sun is not all the way up. Oh, good. Very observant. Anyone else notice anything that they would like to share? One more right back here. Uh, I see that there's a lot of people gathering. Like there's a huge event, like an emperor or a king is coming. And it seems like some people are happy and some people aren't. Oh. Interesting. Thank you. You, um, know, you know why he got that? Because he has good eyesight. I've seen so many of the adults here squinting to see what's on there. <laughs> Good job. Thank you for those observations. One of the things that I noticed between these two pictures, the difference. So in this one, if, if you can see the palm branches, they look very similar to the ones we use today as the kids marched around. In the first photo, if we can go back to that one, those are just full-on, like, tree branches. And so I think about, I've always thought about it like, just like really light. But how much would you want to, like if you are willing to wave a full on <laughs> tree branch, you've really got to um, be excited for what is ever happening. So um, when you think, so we've looked at two photos. When you think about, um, when you've thought about it previously, you've thought about Jesus coming into Jerusalem, maybe before today or maybe during um, the story that Linda told or the scripture was read, which picture most closely matches 
what your imagination, the picture that you have painted. Just like think about that. The first one, all right. So think about um, maybe the colors that are used, um, what is represented, and why has that been what your picture is in your mind? I'll give you a moment to think about it. You don't have, oh, we've got one person, excellent. Um, Miss Lauren is gonna come right up here to Michaela. Michaela. I think the first one makes me think of what it would have actually looked like, like what you would have been seeing, mm -hmm. but the second picture is what it felt like. Oh, mm. wow. Awesome, thank you, Michaela. All right, does anyone else want to share what they, which one closely matches or most closely matches what they have always imagined? Oh, we've got one person over here. Um, in the first picture, um, Jesus is the focal point, and in the second one, it's like, there's not really mm. a focal mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. So one of the differences that I have always imagined it, more like the first one, um, it's probably because that's a more common representation that I've seen, um, but I've always imagined it very personal. If I was there, I would be right up front. I would want to see him. I would want to be able to reach out and touch him. And so this one, but very similar, I don't know who it was that said this over here. Very similar to what I was thinking as well. That one is um, really personal and intimate, but this one um, is also maybe what it would feel like. It also reminds, it's a good reminder for me um, that my focus of Jesus' story and Jesus' coming may be very focused on me sometimes, and the scope of what Jesus was doing is maybe a lot broader than I um, often think of. So downstairs for the past few weeks, we've been talking about um, a lot of ways that Jesus has come that have been unexpected. Things like um, loving your enemies or bringing peace into a situation instead of violence. Um, how the gentle people will inherit the earth. A lot of maybe ways that are backwards, unexpected, in our world today, and they were like that, um, unexpected in Jesus' world as well. Pastor Stu, what have you guys been talking about upstairs? Well, we've been talking about a lot, and I am not going to say a lot. But one of the things that strike me about the images is that there's a mass amount of people, and whenever Jesus was around and he did something, there was large crowds who came. What I love, if you can study these pictures closely, and we can make them available to you online if you want, is that in the crowds, there are people that are close and interested, people that are disinterested, people that are interested for the wrong reasons. So, for example, in the other Gospels, it is following the resurrection of Lazarus and the meal that Jesus has with him that we hear that the people actually show up at Palm Sunday because they want to see the one that Jesus resurrected. <laughs> So the crowds that show up don't always show up with the same intention. The other thing that's really important, I think, when we think about Palm Sunday is, is, that, is that within just a short few days, people will go from this praise to protest. They will go from singing Hosanna 
to crucify him. And that is the startling truth of the gospel, is that at one point we see this image of people who adore Jesus and worship him, bow down and wave palms, and within just a few hours, Pastor John, they are on that hill crying, put him to death. And part of why I think that happened is that sometimes people praise that which they hope for instead of who God truly is. The reason Jesus comes on a donkey is to do what you've been talking about. He upends the expectations of power. In fact, historian says that on the other side of Jerusalem, at around the same time, an emperor was driving in, riding in in procession on a stallion to the applaud and adulation of those who are really afraid that if they don't praise the emperor, they'll get in trouble. And the contrast between Jesus and the notions of power of his day shows us the kind of Jesus we worship. He's the one who comes to serve. He is the one who gives his life. And on this day, as we praise him, the invitation, I think, is to praise the real Jesus. The one who says, come and lay down your life so that my father would raise it up. The one who says, as he washes the feet of his disciples, now I want you to do the same thing for others. That's the Jesus we're talking about. And that's all I have. See, I told you, five minutes. She didn't believe me. She didn't believe that I could do five minutes. All right, well, we are going to invite the worship team up to close us um, with a song. After that, we are going to have one of our kids uh, pray for us, but we will sing all together first.